Alright, and welcome back everybody to Pirates of the Geek Vortex. We now have a new guest here. So we have Derek here, another one of our co-hosts. And uh okay, you're your sacred cow geekdom. Uh would have to be aliens. Okay. I've been reading the books. I've it's ever since I got the crap scared out of me when I was like seven years old seeing the original Aliens movie. You know, the 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 one with the um that James Cameron did. I think it was a little while before I was able to see the original Alien because when I saw Aliens it was someone's VHS copy and it I'll be honest, it scared the living daylights out of me. <laughs> and I loved it. I loved everything about it. I was also a big fan of like, you know, Michael Bean because I just, you know, Terminator was out right around then, so I loved watching him. And then, you know, Sigourney Weaver, she was one that she's up there with like Princess Leia with me as far as, uh, you know, heroines or strong females that don't get enough credit. Yeah. And still not getting. Enough. Yeah. Everybody's even, like everybody's going going gaga over Wonder Woman. It's like, but this isn't the first. Right. I mean, this, this is nothing new. Like, you know, 20 years ago, you had, you know, Ripley. Even before that, you had Princess Leia. Yeah. And it's like, they, they, they've, they're not new characters. They've been around for a long time. I mean, I'm glad Wonder Woman's got like people talking about it, but at the same time, it's like, you need to look, you know, you need to look a little further back than, you know, this year. Yeah. I do find it interesting, particularly with Alien, the Alien series, how it's kind of transitioned. Cause the first ones very, were very much horror movies. And it seems like they're kind of tr almost trying to get away from the horror. They're not really acknowledging that and kind of going more sci-fi. They seem like they're trying to blend sci-fi action. I, I I thought about this a while ago. Um, like the original Alien was pure horror. It was, it was a horror movie in a sci-fi setting. Yeah. Aliens, it's James Cameron. It's an action movie. They kind of expand on the fact like, yeah, there's more than one of these things. You know, it's not just the one Alien. There were... There's millions of them, if you think about it. Alien 3 comes out. They tried to get back to the horror part, like the one alien stalking everybody, but it wasn't scary. It was actually, I found it more funny than anything. Resurrection, I I try not to even acknowledge that one's existence. <laughs> I, I, I think Resurrection was kind of the, was, Resurrection for me was an interesting idea because it showed a bit more of, that they're not just these these random monsters. They do kind of have a an understanding and kind of a, almost a hierarchy of they do have problem solving skills. Right. They're they're not mindless killing machines. They actually do have. They are intelligent. I mean, your basic soldier alien. They're capable of thinking things through. I mean, even in aliens, one of the best scenes is when so they're getting ready for him. They cut and you hear them. They cut the power, and it give. Uh, it was Hudson freaks out. They cut the power. How do they cut the power? They're animals, man. It's like no, they they do have intelligence. They just their uh, I guess their mentality is more. There's no individuality, which yeah, I've always kind of felt they they're kind of almost ant like in mm -hmm. nature. I mean, it's like. To put like a human spin on it or like what we could relate to. Yeah, an anti would be a perfect analogy for that. They have the soldiers. I'm sure they, I'm, again, if you go really deep into the lore here, there, there's worker aliens where they just, they, they don't leave the hive. They tend to the hive. There's your soldier aliens, which we've seen in the movies, seen in the comic books. Then there's the queen who lays the eggs. 
occasionally, I know we saw a brief glimpse of them in Aliens. There was, uh, like, the two that kind of come out of the shadows, and you kind of see them snarl at her, but then the queen almost waves them off. They're like the Praetorian. They're, they're the two males that help with the uh, the egg-laying, basically. But unfortunately with this, uh, with Aliens, is uh, people only know what they see in the movies. And yeah, they, a lot of, uh, you, you have to be, uh, you, you have to really be into it to get into the, into the books and into the comics and, yeah. and stuff like that. And there's so much more to them than what you're seeing on TV yeah. or on, on the screen. It's just like, people think like, it's like with Star Wars, where if your name's, if you're not related to a Skywalker, you, you're meaningless in the overall scheme of things. Same thing with aliens. Like if you're not associated with Ripley, you don't exist. Um, I've read so many great stories where Ripley isn't even a thought. In fact, there's a couple of them where um, there's actually scientists. There's one guy who actually thinks he has such control of the alien, he actually takes it out for a walk on a leash. Oi. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, you know, the one guy is there to investigate him. He's like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, well, I was just demonstrating that, you know, I have complete control here. And he's like, these people are freaking out. And if thing was to get loose, it'd tear everybody apart. Yeah. Um, there's another scientist who is kind of using this contingent of Marines to go in and occasionally, like, get a specimen for study. He actually ends up, um, if I spoil this for anyone who hasn't read uh, Rogue, I'm sorry. They, these Marines go into a hive and they agitate them. They're, they, they're all chemical. And that's how they, how they sense their prey, basically. And if you shoot one, they give off, like, an alarm pheromone. Think of, like, a hornet. Like, when you kill one... It gives off that pheromone of, okay, we need to attack here. Aliens operate the same way. And one of the guy, one of the Marines kind of, you know, gets a little nervous, slips up and shoots an alien and actually brings the hive down on him. They get out, but one of the Marines dies in the hive. And as they get out, the scientist is uh, like, you know, he looks like a fine specimen. However, I'm a little distressed that you, you know, had to, you know, eliminate the other one. The Marine, one of the Marines freaks out like, you're distressed? This guy just died for one of your stupid projects. Uh, long story short, the Marine that mouthed off became cattle. He became basically fodder. He, Kleist, the scientist put it, the um, livestock could use with some boosting, give them to the aliens. Which, yeah, it, I mean, I, w I, w I wish people were able to see more than what's just on the screen. Like, we had this discussion with the Resurrection, or not Resurrection, Covenant. And it was like Ridley Scott trying to take some of the good stuff from Alien and the action sequences from Aliens and try, literally, it seemed like he shoehorned in all the stuff. Toward the end, and again, if I'm spoiling it, I'm sorry, but it's been out for months, where the one alien is left, it gets onto the ship and they're hunting it. I'm like, this is such, it's a bad throwback to the original Alien. Yeah. Again, I know people have nitpicked this, but... I gave the movie a chance, but what really just kind of like it pissed me off was David shows up again from Prometheus. I don't know if you're familiar with their kind of. <laughs> That's how they like the alien was discovered, like the engineers and the ships, and it's it's a neat idea. I don't like that they're trying to make David the android the father of the aliens. That just totally yeah, it's that's what they're going with. Like he's trying, you know, he's because he's trying to prove that. Even though he was created, he can create life. He actually looks down on humans. Okay. So, but he's trying to prove that, hey, just because I'm artificial, I can create life too. And he creates some, these aliens through basically infecting people. I mean, it's ones like through a virus. It's just, it's so contrived. When in, in the Prometheus, he basically, be, he's a head in a duffel bag. I mean, as an android, he's able to survive this. 
one of the scientists like, okay, you're going to help me find these engineers and we're going to put us, you know, we're going to find out what their deal is. David shows up halfway through Covenant. Um, he has his body back. Apparently they just, they're, they're just laying about. And, um, <laughs> and he also, his hair was like down past his mouth. Like he had a real short haircut in the in Prometheus. Suddenly he's got like this Kurt Cobain haircut happening. I'm like, okay, I can put aside the apparent stupidity or of the crew that went down to this planet. They, an alien, they take precautions. They have full suits on the atmosphere. You know, they're, they don't know what's, you know, they're full, fully contained suits. These idiots show up in like jeans, gym shoes, and a backpack. Unknown planet. No one's never been there. How come this planet wasn't like on the survey, you know? They just go down there like it's nothing. In fact, one guy even lights up a cigarette while he's down there. Yeah, I I understand that they they were a colonizing ship, but that and if that wasn't like their end, their their end planet where they were planning on going, it's like no, you have no idea what this right. is about. There's, like, there's yeah. a there's a reason that this planet didn't show up because they like you know they did these scans like years ago and they have all this prep time and everything. Events happen to where this untested or un, um, an inexperienced captain becomes captain. So in order to try and like, you know, Hey, I'm in charge, kind of assert his dominance. maybe even like, you know, get a little, I guess, uh, camaraderie with the crew. Like, Hey, I can make decisions. They pick up on, um, the one scientist. I can't, I, her name escapes me, but, um, they pick up on her singing, uh, country roads. It's a real garbled. You could tell it's one of those like foreboding things. Like if you hear that kind of a message, you just, you turn the the receiver off. Like, no, we didn't hear that. He decides, well, let's go down there. Like, well, this planet all checks out. It's like, there's a reason this one didn't show up. Yeah. And sure enough, they go down there. That's where, uh, David is. That's where the, the evil android is. Yeah. I mean, you can call him evil. Sure. It's, he's set up as the antagonist. Yeah. Which, again, I, after all the stuff that I've read, all the books, all the lore that's associated with this, to have them be born from this android, it's like, no, it just doesn't mesh well. Yeah. And I I think one of the big things that, with the originals, was the antag the the real antagonist was always, idea- the, the purpose and the goals were, were, unknown and the antagonist was was really faceless because mm-hmm. it was the Whalen yutani corporation that was like no 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 you don't kill this you get it and bring it home right like the first one crew expendable second one the marines you're expendable yeah we, want we that just alien. want this and it's like and i think that was that kind of played a bit better because it's like yeah the aliens are the monsters but they're not really the antagonists right. the antagonist is the, the one that's <laughs> Hiding in the shadow saying, no, 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 keep going, keep going. We want you to get this and then co- and then somehow, you know, set course for home. And whatever happens after that, we don't care. Right. And fa- like, it, the alien, like you said, they're not the protagonist. They're, they're basically, they're just a character. I mean, even the whole species, they're just, like like you said, Wayland yutani or whatever corporation, they're the antagonist because they want, their ends justify the means of killing, you know, like said, the crew, the Marines. And uh, as Ripley put it in the third one, you think they're going to give a shit about a bunch of backwater prisoners who found God? Yeah. Uh, and sure enough, like, again, Whalen Utah is like, yeah, let them get killed. We want that alien. Now, one of the books, it's probably the best one that they did. And they actually had to change the names in the book because 
they killed off uh, Hicks, Newt, and Rip, and eventually Ripley at the end of the third one. In this particular book, um, and it actually it's one of it's a alien, it's a dark horse dark horse omnibus books. It's probably you know half inch thick. It's just the one story. It's really good because the alien ends up getting to Earth. There's a corporation, um, Bionational is the corporation. They end up. Well, let me give you a little background. What the Coast Guard ends up doing in this, I think it's like in the 23rd century, rather than patrolling the coast of, the, of like the planet of the United States, they're actually patrolling the coast, quote, of the planet Earth. Their job basically is rather, um, a lot of corporations, what they do, rather than trying to retrofit and re reuse old, uh, you know, the old, they call them nuclear style tubs. It was easier to just let them in orbit, decay, and they just, you know, they disintegrate in orbit. That works until one of them crash lands in Hawaii, and you can't get a cup of Kona anywhere. This is a direct quote from the book. <laughs> so the Coast Guard's job becomes is tagging these things and basically just blowing them up. You know, as they're as the orbit decays, they blow up midway through it. That way, the smaller parts all burn up. Turns out, one of the ships they go into, the escape pods jettison, and there's a bunch. There's a, they actually get a picture of a corpse floating in there. He's all torn up because an alien got to him. Uh, and the two guys that are the two Coast Guard guys are like, you know what? Forget it. It says look for salvage. I don't see it. Let's get out of here because the probe that they're using starts to like act kind of wonky. It's really heavy. Sure enough, they get the probe back to the ship. There's an alien on it. Alien busts into the ship. The ship decompresses and explodes. But the company, Bionational, managed to get all the data of from that Coast Guard ship because they downloaded it from, that sh from the tub, basically. They got all the course trajectories. They got where the alien's home planet is. Oh, the that would be interesting. Right. So the Marines or actually the arm, whatever, the armed forces decide, well, we can get there. We can hold the patent on this life form. You know, we can use it to wage war with these aliens. Spoiler, it never works out the way they plan. Never. <laughs> <laughs> but the character of Wilkes, who is a direct, he's literally a mirror reflection of Hicks. He, they even talk about how the missing, missing to rim rather than, um, Hadley's Hope, how they basically, they saved the girl um, named Billy, who's basically a mirror image of Newt. Again, they just, they literally just changed just the names, just because they put out Alien 3 around the time, and that just screwed the continuity. Yeah. And yeah, Wilkes decides, well, we're, I'm going to get on this mission because I'm the only one with any experience with this. So they throw him on there. He goes and rescues Billy from a mental institution where she got thrown because no legal guardians. Her parents are dead. They didn't know what to do with her. Yeah. She has chronic nightmares just from her experience. So he breaks her out of there and takes her, takes her with him. And they go to the alien's home world. Bionational launches another um, ship right around the time that the uh, armed forces go. Their, their mission is to sabotage the Marines. To keep them from uh, basically getting the exclusive rights to the alien. It doesn't work out because it... Things happen. I'm not going to... I can talk about this for hours. I don't want to bore you with it. But what ends up happening is the reason they want that mission stopped is because in the escape pod, there was a uh, pilot with a face hugger on him, and he was he survived the whole time. They knew that once he gives birth, they'll have the exclusive rights, but they can't have, you know, the armed forces, you know, being able to claim rights to it. Right. So, turns out, the alien that comes out of the guy's chest eventually is a queen. The queen uses telepathy to 
there ends up a, a cult ends up forming, and they go through like this. Get this guy has his whole side story about how he gathers people like a flock. They break in the Bionational, and they're all thinking, you know, take me, take me. So they all get face hugged. That's how the alien gets on the Earth. And by the time uh, Wilkes and Billy make it back, everyone's evacuating the planet. It got that bad that quick. Yeah. Fast forward to one of the other books. Eventually, you know, the humans retake the planet. There's some contrived story with the engineers. And even now, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but I get how they tried to do it. And then there's a new corporation called Grand Grand Corporation shows up a lot in the future books. And it turns out Daniel Grant, yeah, he's the head of this big pharmaceutical company. Like, they actually use the royal jelly from the aliens. One athlete takes it, runs so fast during these, like, the Goodwill games that he literally sets fire to the track, but he doesn't stop. He runs through the wall and basically explodes. Right. It pushes the human body to the to that point where it, oh, it there's disregard for sa- for your own safety. For, for your own safety, for anything. In fact, um, it was like, they say it was like 1% of the population, they they end up being berserkers. There's another scene where one Marine that they apparently they knew he would be sensitive to it. He takes one of the pills and they have like 12 other ones just kind of, you know, basically a fist fight. Turns out this guy ends up ripping arms off of people, beating them to death with it. Like, this is just one guy. So they actually shoot him. They blow his whole arm off. He manages to jump up onto the observation platform. He's ready to kill, like, the general. They finally send, like, a rocket and kill him. But Grant's like, yeah, I can do this. I can, you know, take it off the market completely. But, or he's like, I can, he, he tries to find a way to manufacture it without that one ingredient that makes people berserkers. It's like, you know, lawsuits are going to force me to stop making this, but the army still wants them. Big story. Turns out Daniel Grant actually has a conscience, which I thought was really kind of cool. Yeah, that's kind of unusual in the the alien. Yeah. Again, with the aliens, it's really kind of, uh, to me, it's almost fascinating the way some people get so attached to the creature. Like, there's one where they 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 actually grow a queen, and someone sabotages it and kills it. The guy is crying, holding this dead alien. It's like he was. She was so young, so beautiful. It's like she would have filleted you and eaten you. Yeah, without a second thought. But uh, and and that kind of makes sense because that is part of you know that is part of of the 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 human the the human experiences. It doesn't matter how horrible something <laughs> is. There are parts of you know there are some people that will be like, no, no, no. We have to protect them. Right. They're just misunderstood. <laughs> and it's like. No, see that—that's what I love about the aliens. And um, one of they actually put it as an like an addendum or an appendix to the uh, the Omnibus Volume One. He fought like the one scientist who studied them. It is like we, a we will never understand them, and we are ne- we are not alike in any way. They can survive in deep space vacuum nowhere. That's how they're built. Um, you need explosive rounds to penetrate, or you know, armor piercing rounds to even penetrate them. The just to try killing them. Their blood is concentrated acid. It melts through ship, a ship's hull. But again, with um, one of his observations is when the only time the alien ever really, you know, exhibits the aggressive behavior is when they're removed from their natural environment. That acid blood, that's a natural defense against something nastier. And they show, they kind of show some panels of these big creatures taking the aliens down and not giving them a second thought. There's another really funny, like, little, like, three-page little vignette, I guess. Here's these big hulking, like alien, like humanoid creatures. 
you know, they see they find a nest of eggs and they're, you know, clamping them down and taking them with them. One of the eggs opens and a face hugger flies out at him. And the next scene, the uh, humanoid clenches his teeth down and he's licking his lips and saying, hmm, they're basically, they're using facehuggers as food. Oh, wow. In the final panel, they show all these eggs in a market. And there's like, <laughs> there's, you can tell it's the female um, analog of these, these, aliens, these aliens, for lack of a better term. And there's like a little like, you know, child next to the, what would be the mother. And they're like shopping through, like they're buying, like we would buy eggs at a uh, supermarket. <laughs> so I mean, I just to get back to my original point, I just hate the fact that people I'll say don't appreciate it, but they don't know that there's just so much more. And when I see them put out movies like Covenant, it's like you are you're ruining whatever goodwill. You're just you're stamping out whatever goodwill a lot of the diehard fans still have. Yeah. Um like I played Colonial Marines. This was supposed to be a direct sequel to Aliens. And Within about 20 minutes of playing this game, like, this game is horrible. There was, like, the ghost alien, like, these, uh, they, they survived the nuclear blast when Ripley blew up the colony. But they're, they can't see or scent or hear you, but they can smell you. And it's like, <sighs> Oh, wow. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, I'm thinking that, uh, um, M. Night Shyamalan's After Earth is even less original yeah. knowing that that happened first. It's like, yeah. I, you know, I, you kind of wonder, it's like, did, is that where he got the idea for that? I honestly, I wouldn't doubt it. It was one of those games just because I was such a fan of, I'm still a big fan. Like I said, this is my sacred cow. Um, I managed this, I, but I slogged through the game. And like Michael Bean turns out his character Hicks wasn't actually killed. They explain it to where one of the Marines that was on the Sulaco after all the events, he got stuck in Hicks's chamber and he got killed when the thing crashed. They just assumed it was Hicks because he was in Hicks's uh, hibernation chamber, which right. makes sense. Yeah. Again, just like at the very end of the game, it was just kind of like, Ugh, I'm done. And really, that's how we're ending this. <laughs> it was such a bait and switch. Like the original demo that came out for this game was phenomenal. Like the, finally a great Aliens game. Something happened midway through production. They literally did a 180 with it and it was just mm. garbage. Like they tried getting you to like pay for extra maps. I'm like, no one's playing this online because it's such a shit game. <laughs> yeah, Aliens is definitely for me more the sacred cow than Star Wars. Mostly because Star Wars is everywhere. I don't want to be yeah. the hipster, like, oh, well, you've never heard of this. I would love to for people to know about aliens. There's just so much more than the first... Well, the first two movies, phenomenal in their own right. Third one, more humor. Resurrection, to me, doesn't exist. <laughs> Prome I looking at Prometheus and Covenant is like the Rick and Morty alternate universe timeline thing. All right, I I could understand that. Yeah, I mean, yes, you do have like you actually do get to meet David Ut or uh, Utani or no uh, David Wayland, the half of Wayland Utani. Great performance by Guy, uh, Guy Pierce, but it was just I just can't stomach the fact that they're saying the alien, this awesomely powerful creature, was created by an android who hates humans yeah I, I can't that's just no well that brings us up to the end of the the end of the episode actually that's i think you're the first one that just really stayed on one topic and just <laughs> ran with it like i said sacred cow <laughs> yeah uh awesome uh well hopefully next episode uh, i think we're gonna try and get everybody kind of together and we're gonna you know, I, I'm going to make sure everybody's heard the other, all, all three 
of the first three episodes and then kind of do a, a round table as far as bringing up points and stuff and general cross discussion. Oh, sure. So, as always, guys, thank you very much for listening, and we will be back next week with another episode.